0: snacks by telling people they're being recorded (laughs) okay anyways that's a good way to start our second episode Um, Andrew you are being recorded thank you thank you for notifying me all right folks this is episode 2 of we used to be cool um, in the world of coronavirus Um, Andrew is at home.
1: I'm
0: looking at at all his uh, 90s and late 80s. Well, I guess they're mostly 90s. There's Jane's Addiction, Skinny Puppy, Tricky. Oh, you can see my (laughs)
1: camera. Yeah, please tell me
0: that's not Nelson behind you. Who? The electric metal. I was going to say, don't tell me that's Nelson. (laughs)
1: Yes. I have a Nelson
0: poster. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. <clears throat>
1: so, how you, so, how have you been? Well, hey, first, first of all, everybody that listened to us, thanks. Um, I got some feedback. People want to be guests on the show. That's uh, awesome. Somebody said you have a very calming voice, Mark. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot at work. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for all the feedback. For everybody that listened and that's tuning back in.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you. Um Your, I think the biggest one I think was your brother. I was like, oh, he liked it. He yeah, liked I,
1: it. I wanted. I wanted to hear what he thought, and um he told me he, he's like, it's old man shit. He's like, but he liked it. He wanted to hear another <laughs> another, another uh, episode. Um,
0: I don't know anybody who. Who did I tell that, that to listen to it? I mean, your I don't brother. know. Really? I mean, nobody, nobody. My brother Daniel listened to it. He said it was good. Um, he said he does not. He did not remember about those. He's just like me. He said he could not ever remember seeing those uh, blockbuster videos where it was just trailers. Just the trailers, yeah. It, as Avengers said it, I believe it.
1: <laughs> um, I was I was trying to look it up, like on eBay, to see if anybody sold them or something, or to find a picture of them. But I couldn't tried to find it on YouTube. Yeah, I tried to find
0: it on YouTube to put it on the, on the Instagram. I could not find it. Huh, all right. You know what I kept finding? I kept finding the Blockbuster Video Employee Training. Maybe I should have put that on Yeah, there. That, that's <laughs> the one I kept coming across too. Ugh. But yeah, anybody who's listened, we really appreciate it. Um, we enjoy doing it. We've been talking about it for a long time. We enjoy doing it. And uh, hopefully you keep listening. Uh, we'll keep putting them out. As long as people listen, or maybe even if people don't listen, we just like to we just like to do it no matter what. We just like to hear ourselves talk to each other. (laughs) We like to hear our own voices. Um. So yeah, coronavirus man from the from our between our last episode and now, shit has got real. (laughs) Yeah,
1: more ways than one. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It just it just kind of snowballed and. Man, we got here fast,
0: in the worst possible. Yeah, this is yeah. literally, this is literally the real life in meme that escalated quickly.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know if we we really want to get into that too much. I know a lot of our friends are like burned out on that. Like, um, they're trying trying to, trying to find something to do or occupy their time or stay sane in their home because of this. So, yeah, I mean.
0: I think mostly I just want to make sure hopefully everybody's okay. Hopefully he's doing the best that they can. Um, You know, I'm just trying to make the best of it here at home with my two girls. uh, We busted out all the old video games. They were dancing for like nine hours straight the other day. Uh, Thank God for dance video games. Um, The next morning they woke up and they're like, I can't move. I'm like, yeah, because we were dancing for nine hours. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so far, I mean, I think it's just a balance of like not trying to freak out, be like okay let's be logical about everything let's be cool just stay away from everybody and we'll be cool
1: it's uh it's early days too man like i mean we're just figuring this out and what we need to do and i think a lot of like news outlets and people are trying to say like stay active and stay busy and try and develop a schedule yeah um maybe we'll fall into a groove where we get used to this which sounds weird and terrible at the same time but
0: yeah I thought it. I thought it was funny too. Like the first day you went home, <laughs> the first day you went home. What did you? What did you send me? You're like, uh, can you tell my mom that I'm at work <laughs> and that I can't go to the store? Yeah, I'm not her,
1: uh, her, <laughs> her slave to go pick up stuff for her.
0: Uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, let's see, a couple of th- in a, I mean, besides this happening, obviously, a couple of things happened in the last couple of weeks. I know something happened for you that was real big.
1: a lot did <laughs> um well, one thing though, like a lot of uh a lot of these um entertainers they started putting out content online sorry that's my phone. let me turn off the sound. um started putting out content online because they know all their fans are at home, so. There's, like, concerts being streamed from people's bedrooms. There's albums being released. Uh, there's movies being put out on streaming ahead of ahead of the theaters. Well, the theaters are closed, but um, that was pretty cool. I mean, trying to help us out and keep us sane by putting out crap like that. Yeah. I mean, at first, I was, like, 20 bucks for a movie, but I was, But then,
0: you know what? 20 bucks just to watch the movie at your house is way better because I spend, believe me, when I go to the movies with my girls, That's it could be 100 bucks it'd be a hundred bucks yeah. easily, so yeah. At first, your it's twenty or twenty dollars, but no, it's, it's good. Um, you saw what was it? Invisible Man? Is that what it was called? Is that what it was really called? The Invisible yeah. Man?
1: Yeah, it was um, with Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It wasn't a, it wasn't really a, a scary movie. It was just more like a thriller. Um, but it was worth it. It was worth the watch. She looked pretty freaked um, out at, on the on the previews. I saw that. I saw Jojo Rabbit. Um, what did you think of that? Um, I thought I expected it to be more comedy. I mean, <laughs> it started out. It started off like real, like comedy, like Taika Waikiki. What's his name? That's his name? Uh, Taika Waikiki, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his. It started off like his brand of comedy, and then it went off into like a heartwarming story, kind of sad. Uh, but, I mean, it was a good movie. I'd, I'd watch it again. I need free. to watch that. I need to
0: watch it because I've had it downloaded for months.
1: I think yeah. I was... Go ahead. Well, it, I mean, it started off so funny, and I was watching it kind of like, yeesh, this is like <laughs> dangerous territory. Because of it's content, it right? Because of what it was talking about it to begin with, right? Yeah. And then um, at, at a certain point, I was like, I wonder if they're going to address... The idea of the Jews. Um, and then they do. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, it's, it's kind of heartwarming and funny. It's not, well, not funny. This just kind of heartwarming and like, oh. Um, and so, then yeah. at just, the end, it, it got kind of sad. And you were like, that's, <laughs> hev- that's heavy. But just for reference, if nobody has
0: heard of Jojo Rabbit, the reason why we're saying this is because Taika Waititi is, he's pretty much, he's, he plays Hitler. <laughs> Right, and the little boy's like in Germany. Like, was he a part of the Hitler Youth?
1: Yeah, he want he wants to be like, and he can see the uh, Tycho YTT is Hitler, but only the little boy can see him, and that's like his best friend in his mind. Um, and it's, I mean, they it gets it's heavy material, and you're laughing, and you're like, man, <laughs> are they going to turn a corner with this? Because I feel bad laughing at this, but
0: eighty years is too soon, Drew. Too soon.
1: yeah that's true but comedy plus time andrew but that is that is comedy too like kind of taking material like that and turning it on its head yeah i'm trying to like focus more because
0: now that we're at home i'm like i'm playing records i'm watching tv i'm listening to music all at the same time you know I had my yeah. laptop on, my TV on, my record player on, the stereo on, all at the same time. I was like, dude, I need to focus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had, I had a. There's a bunch of some important people that I really liked in music that died. Um, if any of you follow me on Instagram, you probably know because I posted it like crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Andrew Weatherall out of. Out of a Genesis Peorge out of the UK Gabby Delgado and Bill Rieflin from the Ministry Revolting Cox camp. They all died like in the past month. I don't know how old
0: that picture was you put on there but that dude looked too young. He looked way young
1: the guy from Revolting Cox and Ministry. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him in a while. He was, uh, he was the drummer. For the past couple of years he's been the drummer for R.E.M. and King Crimson and uh, apparently he'd been dealing with cancer um, but I, I mean, I didn't know about that. None of the f- people I mentioned died um, of anything related to COVID 19, um, which is, you know, cancer. Gabby Delgado, I'm not too sure of. Genesis Piorge died of cancer. Andrew Weatherall, I think he, died, he had heart issues.
0: I was really surprised about Genesis because I followed his Instagram and he would always post a lot. He would always, mm-hmm. but I bet it was like going to, or, okay, I'm sorry forgive me (laughs) um she would always post you know going into the hospital coming back out I mean she always looked like she was in good spirits. so that was yeah, yeah I mean that was surprising to me
1: yeah it looked like she was uh coming out of a bad situation then I guess she just took a bad turn or a turn for the worst I guess so
0: do you remember the first time you ever heard about Her or Throbbing Gristle? Like, how did you even find that band?
1: Um, Hastings Music at Windsor Park Ball. Like, towards the end of... uh, Or or when they were um, phasing out cassettes to bring in... to just do uh, CDs. They had a shelf in the front of their store and it was a bunch of cassettes for 25 cents. And it was things like the Wax Tracks label, Mute Records... R O I R, Roar records, <clears throat> just records that I mean albums that probably the r- mainstream fan wouldn't buy. Um, so I ended up buying a whole bunch of cassettes, and I found stuff like Wire and Throbbing Gristle, Pig, um, Fad Gadget, Einstein, Noi Button, Richard Hell, The Voidoids. <laughs> so I found I found Throbbing Gristle, and I was I I'd, I'd heard about them through. Interviews with like Trent Reznor and Skinny Puppy and things like that. And I was I never I could never find their albums in San Antonio because San Antonio was like two years behind the rest of the world on everything before the internet. You know, even we at Hogwild? It. Yeah, well maybe at Hogwild. Um But I mean even even still San Antonio was still behind the times. It took forever for something to get down here. Um but I found them, and it was, I mean, on first listen, it was just noise, really dissonant noise, and then some weird, like, tribal rhythms, and it just it, just, it didn't grab me on first listen, and I listened to it a bit more, and it, uh, I guess it kind of revealed itself to me, and then I kind of read up on what Genesis Peorge was saying. Um, he kind of just deconstructed everything of what I thought about music, um, what music is, what it could be, what a musician was, um, just kind of re reprogramming everything that you you 've learned, and the idea was you you don 't have to learn something to learn how to play it you you can have a certain naivete that can aid you in making music, and you can find things that a learn a learned player. You know, we'll pick up a guitar and say, I oh, know you play it this way. And if you hit the wrong note, he's like, oh, you're playing it wrong. But you playing it wrong, you discovered a new note. You discovered a new chord. You discovered a new way of playing. Um, so that was interesting to me. Uh, it got, I mean, it got to the point where I was just listening to like some straight noise. And regular music in general just made me laugh. Like I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had... Uh, i had to take a step back and be like okay i know this is not traditional music but this is what i like and then i I, you know i could i could also acknowledge that i like pop music too but um i think genesis fjords just changed my mind on music changed my mind on thinking um i guess the early industrial artists they weren't they weren't influenced by musicians they were more influenced by um philosophers and art movements um he was he was influenced by Timothy Leary and uh, William S. Burroughs, things like that. Um, so I learned, you know, I'd hear records from some of these artists and I didn't know what words meant or I didn't know what they were alluding to. And I'd have to go look stuff up. And that's how I found out about all these other things. Um, so that was cool. And then he was using his body as another form of expression, uh, whether it be tattooing or piercing or scarification um, or uh Plastic surgery to look like his wife. Um, I mean, it was interesting just just to see that to have see somebody that committed to their ideas and their art. And then his idea, like you said, you said that he posted that he was in the hospital. He used misspellings a lot too on purpose because he was like, "I'm deconstructing language." So yeah, that was that was really interesting to me. As a kid growing up.
0: Yeah, I mean that quote that you put on there, like you, what you were talking about right now, where he's like, you know, even if you don't know how to play it, you know, you've just made something new. You've made something, I guess, is the point. And I think that's really, you know, even though they were he, he and Darwin Gross were like way off of the mainstream. Yeah, I think I think it's beautiful that it didn't really matter. They were doing what they wanted to do, and they all that mattered is that they liked it, and it it meant something to them. Yeah. And that's very rare nowadays, you know, because, you know, of course people, you know, people say they don't want to get in there for the money, but they'd really do secretly most people, but you know, right. people like him, it's very rare where they have a whole career and their whole life doing exactly what they want to do without worrying about, about money. It's like without, mm-hmm. how can I say it without ever, um, sacrificing their principles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't remember who said it. Somebody <laughs> made a comment one time, like, there's people that make music, like, they have to make the music or they're going to die. Right. Um, they're not doing it for fame. They're not doing it for money. Um, and, you know, there's there's people that, that do it for fame and money and they do a good job of it. And there's people that I like that do it that way, too. But there, there was just something interesting about him doing that. Um, he... After throbbing gristle, he formed Psychic TV, and through Psychic TV, I found out who Andrew Weatherall was uh, because he was remixing for them, and he was he was a DJ out of the UK that um, kind of jump-started the whole. um, If you know what the term "baggy" means in UK culture, um, like the acid house scene with Stone Roses and Happy Mondays. Where they were basically mashing up rock music with, with um, dance culture. Um, he kind of jump started that with Happy Mondays and My Bloody Valentine, uh, Primal Screen, things like that. And then as I, I kept following him as I got older and he, start, he, he started his own groups, um, his DJ sets were amazing. Like they would take house and techno tracks, mixing them up with like post punk mixing them up with, like, Ennio Morricone soundtracks or John Carpenter soundtracks. And his DJ sets were, like, you probably, you probably couldn't dance to every single song, but they were interesting little trips, and they worked. They, they made sense, like, when you heard them together like that. So that, that kind of broke me as far as, like, well, I don't want to just listen to industrial and post-punk or goth music. And I was okay listening to Lionel Richie and... Uh, whatever else I could find, you know, it, was, it didn't matter that my friends didn't like it. I liked it, so that kind of that kind of broke my thinking. He kind of broke my thinking that way as well. So,
0: yeah, I think that's why we've always been good friends because even though we're not alike, I think we're alike in that particular situation. Where I mean, there's a lot of things that I listen to. That I'm sure, like nobody gives two shits about. Like nobody's heard of, but nobody gives two shits about. And uh, yeah. you know what I mean. I like. Uh, oh God, I love it. Um, you know, like I tried to play Scott Walker for my brother one time, and he's like, "What in God's name are you playing?" <laughs> and um, you know the later Scott Walker, and it's like, I go, "This is like, this is what I like about it is, it makes you rethink." what you think music is in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's exciting to me. That's very exciting to me.
1: That That is. I mean, that's... Um, I think a lot of my friends in general, you included, I mean, we all kind of connected just on the fact of music... Um, we were all like big music heads back in our teen years and in our 20s as well, but it meant something to us. It was... We kind of got lost to kind of use it as a form of escapism um but yeah i think a lot of a lot of my friends we have that and i have friends that they they like stuff that i don't like i know they don't like some of the stuff i like but yeah like even you and i we, we don't always like the same things but we love michael mcdonald <laughs> yeah we love michael mcdonald but you hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sorry, man. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like I'm like hardcore Chili Peppers. But I mean, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I'm sure for you... I mean, I know you like Tom Petty, but I'm sure like when Tom Petty died, oh, gosh, man. I, like, it hit me hard. Because it almost seems like he's been a part of my life. And I'm sure you felt the same for Jennifer. It's like, like, he's been a big part of your life. Even though you've never met him, or maybe you have, or you've ever talked
1: to him. It's like, geez. Same thing with Bowie and Prince and Leonard Cohen. It's just like, they were always there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like you're missing a crayon in your box of crayons. If that makes sense. Can't even imagine them. Like I still can't believe Bowie is gone. And yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, like, I really like Tom Petty. I'm not a big fan. Not a massive fan where I know his catalog extensively, but I do like his music. But like, yeah, right now I'm kind of like, man, I hope somebody's protecting and, and looking out for Tom Waits.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That dude, see, he's kind of like Keith Richards to me. Hopefully, like he's always gonna be like that. You've seen Mystery Man, right? With him in it, yes, yes. Gosh, that's a good, that's a good role for him.
1: Man, I have a, I have a cousin. He can do a great, a great impersonation of the spleen. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, re, and speaking of the spleen, if you haven't seen the Mystery and the spleen is played by Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Nice. A, 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 your favorite honorary Texan. Uh, has- Kiwi Herman. Um, so I follow this uh, subreddit on Reddit. It's called Deep Into YouTube. And mm. s- somebody found this pilot of a TV show with uh, Matthew Lillard. You know who Matthew Lillard is, right? From Scream yeah. and Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Where he plays a Air Force colonel that gets assigned to... Well, they call it Area 57, but really it's like Area, what is the one with the aliens, Area 52? 54? What is it called? Area, what is 50? Is it fifty? I don't even know. It's been so long. They don't yeah.
1: even No one even talks about it anymore. X-Files went off the air.
0: So he gets assigned there, and it turns out, yes, there really is an alien, and there's really an alien, and they're having to take care of him. And he goes, he's like, what are you talking about? And everybody there is like trying to get out of there. Really, because they're tired of the alien because he's such an asshole. And who is the alien? Who does the alien wind up being when he's in there? It's Paul Rubens. Nice. And all he drinks straight up is vodka. What else was he drinking? It was like vodka and some weird combination of like vodka and Peptobismol. And (laughs) it was it was just a pilot of a TV show that never got made. It's called, I'll put the link on the, I'll put the link when we put out this podcast. It's called Area 57. For
1: for some reason you're describing it and I'm imagining uh, that movie Paul. (laughs) It's like that, but it's, you could see it. Oh, you can obviously
0: see it's Paul Rubin because, because he, because finally it shows him sitting down talking to the alien And he could see Matt, it has Matthew, a shot of Matthew Litter's face. And the next thing you know, you look at the alien's face and it's Paul Rubin's. And he he has a head that's shaped like, I don't know, that's shaped like a, like a, like a ball, like a testicle, and with the face of Paul Rubin. Yeah, and it re- uh, it, to be honest it really wasn't that bad so I don't know why they didn't make it in I didn't know why it didn't continue but it really wasn't that bad maybe for the time I don't even remember, I don't even think it said what year it came out but it <laughs>
1: huh.
0: yeah it was weird
1: and that had to have been late 90s because Matthew Lillard because when did Paul Rubin, did everything happen with Paul Rubin
0: that was like the mid 90s I think probably so maybe the late 90s, because, yeah. Uh, but it was interesting. I was, like, I was like, hmm, this doesn't look too bad. And then when they show Paul Rubens, I was like, why did they not make this show? Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 30-minute episode. 30-minute episode, pilot episode. And it just <laughs> never, ever. I,
1: I want to say there's, a, there's, a, 30, there's a, a pilot episodes. There may be a whole season of an Aquaman TV show on YouTube. And I want to say Lou Diamond Phillips was in it. As Aquaman? No, he was he was a supporting character. I can't remember. I think it was a nobody that played Aquaman, but there was an Aquaman TV show, and, and they had the, <laughs> a few episodes, I know, on YouTube. I don't know if it was the whole season, but...
0: I'll see if I can find that, too. I can't think of who you would play. Aqualad? Uh. So, um, but yeah, uh, when you said that, it reminded me of that. This is just stuff I've been going through while we've been at home. Um, been li- you talked about Prince earlier. I've been going through Prince's catalog. and Yeah. And then I watched
1: Graffiti Bridge. I, I haven't seen that movie. You've never seen Graffiti, Graffiti Bridge? No, I've seen the other two. It's, I would say
0: it is an hour and a half long Prince video montage.
1: It's, it's supposed to be a loose sequel to Purple Rain. Oh, it is. It's very loose. Very All loose. Right. Like, But I remember at that time, he was... He was. Um, I guess he produced a song for Tevin Campbell.
0: Oh, that song was in there. The song that you know round. from Tevin Campbell. Round and Round.
1: Yes, round, that song yeah. is
0: in there. And it, it was more... It was almost a musical. It was almost a musical. Prince, God love him, man. I, I just... He's so
1: good. And... <laughs> I, only he could get away with things like that. I think everything I, I remember seeing, like the trailers for it, and I was like, like that movie we talked about last time, ZPG. It's uh-huh. like they got the set, the set director from that movie to do this. The backgrounds on this prince, like everything looks so fake. And I was like, I don't want to see that.
0: So it didn't I never, look I never
1: as bad. The link I put on there, I put the link on the for the last
0: episode to the ZPG. I found it. I found yeah. it. I think it was a video. They already took it down. <laughs> Like I tried to sync, I tried to click on it again and they already took the movie down. So sorry if you didn't get to see it; it's gone. I mean, you didn't really miss too much, but I, I mean, I mean, I'll, Mark, the Mark picture and I of the baby. So
1: much attention to that
0: movie <laughs> YouTube took it down. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's what I was trying to. That's what I was talking to you. We're kind of loosely talking about it the last time when I was telling you I was watching it. Um, he. That's what. That's what throws me off a little bit about Prince, because remember, remember I told you, is this when he got, because I mean, I always knew he was Joe's witness. I knew he was. I remember you asked me
1: something about
0: it. Yeah. I was like, is this when he became became more spiritual? And you're like, no, he's so dirty on these other albums. But the whole movie, it's it's basically like. It's basically him. The girl that's in the movie is like an angel that's loosely she's like she's an angel and she's coming down to save prince and uh what's what's his name from the time morris day morris day but the whole time morris day is not making it too subtle that he wants to get in her pants and and the prince too i mean he's not as bad as morris day but yeah. prince you know it, the whole time and the, but the whole movie
1: she's like oh i can still save him i can still save both but, of them I mean, even before prince even before prince went like super religious he's always had god in his songs there was always like god and sex and rock and roll it's just um, why I think he's a genius putting those two teams together and then he kind of went a little heavier on the sex part of it and he's he's just he's a, he's one of those artists like when he's on he's on yeah and then when he's not you're like what is he doing so
0: i mean it wasn't
1: horrible but my uh a while back my brother uh my like my my brother and my sister and my cousin were all like massive prince fans um one time my brother came over and he was showing me a video he was like have you seen this video prince playing like all these instruments and i was like no so he showed me this video and it was i guess when he was recording the batman soundtrack and Prince is just like, oh, here's a guitar, picks it up, <laughs> plays this amazing riff. Then he's like playing around on this drum machine and then playing around on a the synthesizer, then playing around on a bass guitar. And everything sounds amazing. And none of it you've ever heard on a Prince song. And I'm like, where did all that go? But it, it was amazing just to see him sitting there like, eh, let me see what I do. And he did something amazing. And it was, you were like, man, this guy's a genius. Like he can make spoons on a washboard sound funky if he, if he needed to.
0: His first few records, they're good, but you could tell it was of the time. It was more like R&B centric, almost,
1: That's almost 80s, disco. What's that early 80s synthesized R&B like, uh, like Shalimar and Zap and um, Yes. Um Super Freak Guy. I can't remember his name. Rick James. You can you can really
0: hear his influences. I mean I I could even hear Bowie in there a little bit on some of the songs, but yeah. right, right, not until like controversy that did I was like, Okay, here's here's Prince. I mean they like yeah. I said the other stuff was good. I was like, Okay, this is the Prince I know. And I and I mentioned to you like I skipped Purple Rain because to me, Purple Rain is like in a whole nother stratosphere altogether. Like compared to all his other albums, it's almost like it's like a beast on its own thing. It's it's like it doesn't even belong
1: with his catalog. Mm, I agree with that. It it is it is a mix. I think it is a mix of his early sound and just rock. Like just straight up rock. And he he wouldn't he would rarely go into the rock territory, I think. Um, I mean he did it on the Bat Dance single. Um he would he was trying to mix other other types of styles too. Like he was at he was into that Minneapolis sound, which is that they they called it that Paisley sound, which is like the bangles and Prince and Matthew Sweet. Um where it was just kind of like the January. birds. Yeah, yeah the birds, beetles type sound.
0: Twelve string guitar 12 string electric guitar sound.
1: Yeah. Um you you I mean you can hear that on the albums after Purple Rain. Um yeah, I definitely think Purple Rain's a different different style. I've heard those songs of an album.
0: Yeah, I've heard those songs so many times over my life. And I really hadn't heard the other ones. Like around the was the second the next one after Purple Rain is around the
1: world, right? Uh with a, raspberry, I so. with a Raspberry Beret. Yeah, that one's on that one. I think that was it, and then Parade.
0: That song is so that's like a perfect song, Raspberry Beret.
1: There's a there's a song on Around the World in a Day called America. Mm-hmm. And that is like my favorite print song. That's and there's a there's a video of him performing it live in Paris during that time during that tour. And it's that that he makes that song go on for like fifteen minutes, and he is playing every instrument on the stage, like he's just running around and going nuts with the audience.
0: That's crazy. I mean, I told you there's this other podcast called Hit Parade from I forget mm-hmm. what it's called, but it's called Hit Parade. But they had a they had a one episode about Prince and Tom Petty, and I remember remember I told you when Prince. I forget what year it was, it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he he pretty much blew everybody away with My Guitar Gently Sweeps a solo on that. I think you could read it on Tom Petty's face, like, oh man, I messed up. (laughs) No, no, but, but when they asked him about that, when they asked Prince about that, the only comment he made, he didn't talk about anybody else that was there. You know, nobody else. The only comment that he made was that he was it was an honor to be on the same stage as Tom Petty. He was I've admired him his work for years, and that's the only comment he made about that whole situation.
1: Oh, wow, that's cool. And so I
0: I, uh, they, oh, they're but... parallel. They're parallel because Prince, like Tom Petty, Tom Petty was one of the very few people who was not going to let the record companies do whatever they wanted you know they mm-hmm. wanted to start raising the price of his records he's like no way you know he fought him tooth and nail until he won and pranced the same way right he that whole thing with was it Warner Brothers yeah he changed his name so I think it's that's so how
1: weird. that's how they were alike in a lot of ways um that's it you mentioned Tom Petty I was watching uh, um on Netflix there's a documentary about ZZ Top I saw that, but I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's actually pretty good. Um, but they talk about how they they were one of the few artists that did the transition from the '70s rock bands into '80s MTV bands, right? Um, and Tom Petty did that too. Like he he was able to make that transition and use use the videos to his advantage. Um, ZZ Top, same way. They just kind of were at the right time, the right place, right time. They looked. They had a look about them. And everybody wanted to see them, so they just kind of capitalized on that with the music videos. Yeah, they were massive.
0: I mean, I, I, I consider them right in there with like Van Halen
1: and bands like that in the 80s. I didn't, I never, I mean, I knew them from the 80s music, the 80s videos, because that's when I grew up. But um, as I got older, I, I, my mom always listened to oldies around us, so. Then I got older, and I was like, "Oh, this is this old song is ZZ Top too." Like, yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad, yeah, my dad's always liked ZZ Top.
0: Um, he still goes and see him. You saw him at the rodeo this past year, right? Yeah, they were really good. I can't believe that that was only a month ago that everybody was at the rodeo. <laughs> Passing crazy. germs. That's crazy. Um. So we talked about Genesis. Can't forget the gambler himself. Ah, Kenny Rogers. That's my childhood. I, know, I can't believe you didn't know he uh, was from Texas. He's from Houston. I didn't know that. Um, kind of like him even more now. See what you, he was really popular with in the 80s with Dolly. I mean, even without Dolly Parton, he was like, I mean, when you think about, like,
1: classic pop country of the 80s. I mean, he, he was way up there. I was reading some interv- uh, some video Oh, not reading. I was watching some some little videos about him on YouTube and they were talking how much about how much he was vilified in, in the countryside of things because he was taking country into pop territory and bringing pop into country and they didn't like that. The purists didn't like the that. O-guard. And I was like, oh man, who cares? He made money and he had, I mean, I remember Hearing him when I was a kid, um, I I posted on Facebook that that song <laughs> he did with Sheena Easton. I uh, forgot about that, and I was like, "Man, this is I remember this song when I was a kid. Like this was playing all the time when I was a kid." That's like we always talk about, to me that kind of that little time
0: period in the eighties—that's all to me. That I'll I'll put that in as roller rink music. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Because the yeah. roller rink music, all those songs. I guess you could consider them now like light rock. The AOR. Not really, yeah. yeah. Not really like the, yacht rock, but like light rock. Like it's a, That's yeah. all roller rink music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, there's a, you and I have a mutual friend that used to work with us at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I knew where uh, you were going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know if she listened to the last podcast, but I don't. Uh, I remember too. we were we were working together one time at at the bookstore, and I worked in the music department or the video department, but also the music department. And she worked in the kids department. And she asked me if she could put on some like power pop punk on the overhead, and I was like, "Sure, go ahead." So she put it on, and I walked over to her, and I was like. What the hell are we listening to? And she was—I can't remember what band it was—and I was like, "This sounds like the songs that the Muppets sing, like on the Muppet Show." <laughs> she was like, "What?" And I go, I, "All I'm seeing in my head right now is just a bunch of Muppets bopping around with their hair going all crazy and their limbs flailing." <laughs> and after a few seconds, she stood there, and then she took it off, and she and she went away. And then I was like, "All right." And the next day, she came and she told me she was like. So I put on their CD in my car today and I couldn't listen to it because I was all fucking Muppet rock. <laughs> I was all yeah, sorry I ruined that, but it sounded like Muppet music. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Didn't you
0: didn't you tell her there was that some of her songs that was like roller roller rink music too? I think so. I may have. She probably hates me, but. oh my god.
1: <laughs> um so, yeah, Kenny Rogers. That was got her left field, too. That I saw Manu Dabango died, too. He, ha- he had coronavirus. Who's that? He's an uh, African artist. I mean, I, I only know him because I used to play him sometimes overhead at the record store, but he has it. Some celebrities, a lot of celebrities are coming out now. Slim Thug has it. Scarface has it. Prince Charles has it. Did you see that? Yep. Uh, Idris Elba.
0: Oh, my God. They're there, going some hardcore memes on his wife on that one. <laughs> on Idris Elba. Because his wife got it, too. Wasn't she sitting right next to him? Yeah. She, somebody put, like, how did she get it? She was like, well, she was right inside his nostril when he
1: was taking that video. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's the true ride or die right there.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've just been been I mean, cleaning like crazy, listening to Prince um I wanted to start that uh, very very bad Nick Cage movie marathon where like with all his um lowest rated <laughs> rotten tomatoes movies, Wow, so I started watching um good Lord, I already forgot the name of it, but I mean, just from the get go with his um he couldn't even stay in his English accent. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a wild ride. And it was him. Yeah, it, the, he was playing. Let me pull it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, his, Man, I'm going to have to look up this, this clip now because I want to hear this English accent. It's him and, uh, and the
0: other infamous actor from other Star Wars movies, him and Hayden Christian, are in this movie. And they, they start off get this they start off as soldiers in the crusades and they're going in in middle east and Nicolas cage is having a you know uh a uh a conflict of of conscience about should we be doing this and hating christians like you promised my father because we shouldn't be doing this and they're just you know they're just pillaging and raping middle eastern people wow. and uh and uh so then, it's that's like the first fifty minutes. Next thing you know, and then and then he's like, "What do you want us to do?" Hating Christians like, "What do you want us to do? Where are we gonna go from here?" We're here, and then and then Nicholas Cage is like, "We can go east," and Hating Christians like, "Nobody goes east." So they're raping people, whatever. And then Nicholas Cage is watching him, and they're looking at each other's. They're looking at each other's eyes while people are being raped. And then uh, <laughs> the next thing you know, next thing you know, where are they at? They're in the East, and everybody there is Asian except for them, too.
1: What is the idea with rape so much in this movie? I don't know. It's rated R for rape.
0: Uh, so then next thing you know, they're in the, they're in the Middle East, and Hating Christian's uh, drunk, and he's trying, you know, he's now, and then, uh, I don't know, man. It's just like, who, how do these movies get made? I mean, who puts up the money for these movies?
1: Man because, there was like
0: Oh God. no, because go, they're, they they're not cheap looking. It's like it's like, let's just Is make it, a dialogue on the go. Well, let's just
1: yeah, just flow with it. Oh well, this has to be in the 2000s then because Hayden Christian puts his faces in it. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now.
0: Um, I want to say it's called the Infidels or the Infinities or some crazy stuff like that. Let's say the okay. cage. Infidel. It was on that list I sent you where they put like his top, like top five greatest movies and his top five rated movies.
1: I wonder how they judge this because a lot of his, the movies that everybody considers to be his greatest, it's the ones where he's like overacting the worst um, and and acting it like insane. Like Moonstruck? Well, that and like Face, I don't know about Moonstruck, but Face Off and Snake Eyes. Um, uh, I've seen people put um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of New Orleans, on there, and it's, okay. it's just the one where he's just acting insane, like insane. Okay, I found it. It's called Outcast.
0: Outcast. Okay, with a hating Christian. Guess what year it came out? Ninety-nine, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> wow. Five oh, percent. remember that. Five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not many people did, Drew. Not many people do remember that movie. <laughs> but believe me, it's worth it because not even, not even two sentences into his first line, has he already l- 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 slipped out of his English accent.
1: Uh Nicolas Cage. He's a treasure, man. He's a treasure. He is because what I mean,
0: raised is Arizona. Treasure. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, let's see. His, uh, his highest rated, his five, first five highest rated, I'm going to put this in here. Okay. Let's, come on, Nicolas Cage. It's fa- Face-Off is one of them. I know that. So the, mo- the highest one, which he's not even filmed on screen, it's just his voice. Guess which one it is. Just his voice? Yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if that really counts. Ninety-six uh, percent love and Tasha. That one is a documentary about that young guy who played Chekhov. Okay,
1: those don't count. Those I
0: want don't his acting. <laughs> so the the one the finally one here, his highest rated one, where he's in the movie as an actor, is Red Rock West. Have you seen that movie? No, nineteen ninety-three. That, okay. that's above. That is above Moonstruck.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So that's one. Two is Moonstruck. Three is Face Off. Yep. Four is Adaptation. And then oh. five. And then five is raising Arizona. Adaptation is pretty good. And then five is Raisin in Arizona. Okay. And then we're gonna go to his top. Jeez, these are really bad. I mean, some of these. His his three of his lowest five have zero percent on Rotten Tomato. Have they even come out yet <laughs> yes these are all in the 2000s so let's see top the number one worst is Arsenal which came out in 2017 it got has three percent um, this one which I didn't even know he was in he was in a left behind movie is one percent in 2000 Arsenal was 2017 left behind 2014 zero uh, percent Oh, no, he was a producer on that one, so let's see here. Actor. No score yet. A movie called Amarillo Slim from 2006. Um, No score yet. Amicus from 2014.
1: Man, he's been busy these past couple of years.
0: Uh, Zero percent. Deadfall from 1993. And then Grand Isle from 2019, from last year. Grand Isle, zero percent. That one is I Need to Find Next. Let's see what this one is about. Whoa, he looks rough on this movie poster. Walter and his neglected wife lure a young man into their Victorian home to escape a hurricane. When the man is charged with murder by Detective Jones, he must reveal the couple's wicked secrets to save himself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did you see Mandy oh yeah yeah I think I actually did I rent that one I did rent that one yeah I really
1: like that and did you see uh, the color out of space I have that I have not watched it did you get to watch that yet I have it too I haven't watched it but uh, actually I've been catching up on movies on this work at home gig what have you seen so far
0: Um, besides the invisible man and and jojo rabbit
1: jojo rabbit um trying to think of what i'd logged uh saw return to salem's lot which was so so trashy like i loved it it was schlocky (laughs) trashy it's made by the guy that made the stuff and it's alive Um, what year is that um 91 90 maybe
0: that's right up there right up there uh, with uh Pit Tara, Cemetery 2, right?
1: <laughs> ter- no, this one's way schlocky and uh, Tara reads in it as like a dead vampire girl. <laughs> nice. Um, what else did I see? Um uh, hold up, let me go to my list.
0: Do you still have that that's what is that thing called that you that you log on your movies? Uh, letterboxed. I still have that. I just I found an app. Let me see if I can find it here. It's really good because you can tell it the movies that you've seen, and then it and then it recommends movies that you might like. And it's been pretty good so far. Let's see if I can find it. It's called Taste. If anybody has checked that out, it's called Taste. Taste. And uh, it's really good. You tell it what you've seen, and it starts recommending. The more you, the more movies you've tell it you've seen, the more movies it starts recommending to you. And it's given me some really good ones.
1: Mm.
0: It's given me a good recommendation, like Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. That's a whole other thing we got to talk about. Vin Diesel. I just read something that he's been in. 10% of all the movies that have made a billion dollars in,
1: in all of history. Yeah, all the Fast and the Furious crap.
0: Please um, stop those movies. <laughs>
1: um, that's, that's one of those movies that's coming straight to streaming. That Bloodshot movie. That's like, to
0: me, those movies I try to think, I'm like, who are these movies for? Like who enjoys these movies? It's like that "fuck yeah" guy, like Henry Rollins, when he starts talking about like when hard, <laughs> like when hardcore, when hardcore became a thing, you know, like hardcore punk yeah. became a thing. He's like, he goes, now you get to hardcore, and Henry Henry Rollins says he goes, that's when that "fuck yeah" guy got a guitar.
1: <laughs> you, I get that feeling, you know what? When, um, when, when we used to work for Lucent. I was working in Austin one time, and I got off work, and I hated, I hated grunge music. That was the worst music in the world when I was growing up. But I got off work one time, and I was like sweaty and hot, and I just wanted to go home and have a beer. And while I'm driving home, like a Stone Temple Pilots song came on, and I was like, "Okay, now I know who this demographic is. Like now I know who they're going for with this, because this song sounds great right now." When you're when you want a beer, right, and you just want to have a good time, <laughs> like I just got off work, like sw- like a hard day of blue collar work, because remember we used to come home sweaty from that job, right? Uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, this song is hidden home, and then later on, I was like, what the hell was I thinking with the Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> I
0: you're you're gonna laugh so, at me because well, I mean, it would- I, go ahead. I said, you're going to laugh at me because, I mean, I liked grunge Music. I was all about Pro Jam. And when Stone Temple Pilots came out,
1: I hated them because, to me, he sounded exactly like Eddie Vedder. I didn't. I just viewed grunge music as, like, bad, more bad metal. Um, but my brother got me to listen to Alice in Chains and uh, uh, Screaming Trees, and I really liked them. You never like Soundgarden? Um, I like a few songs. I'm not a massive fan. I wouldn't say I hate them.
0: I mean, I um, like them, but I never got. I mean, I liked them, and I loved Pro Jam. I've probably seen Pro Jam more than any other band. But it's not like I just started dressing in plaid shirts and grew, grew my hair long or anything like that. I mean, I really enjoyed them. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm
1: not. I'm not afraid. I'm oh not yeah. that. but yeah, there's some people who are like, I don't know. That's a whole other. Well, no, I, I mean, it. the reason I said that thing about Stone Temple Pilots is like, I feel like that's the kind of demographic they're going for with the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> And you know I mean there's there's people that just love popcorn movies and they're not really movies fans they don't they don't watch it the way I watch a movie or the way you watch a movie. Um, I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate a good popcorn movie every once in a while. I appreciate like look, I don't want to think about anything if it's yeah. fun and crazy. Cool, like that's why I like the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? It wasn't a real yeah. thinker of a movie, but it was enjoyable. It was fun. It was a good popcorn movie. I feel like uh, the Fast and the Furious movies are made for people, the same people who like the insane clown posse. (laughs) Wow. You know, they played, what's that scene now that's famous to them with Paul, what's his name, Vin Diesel looking at Paul Walker at the end? I don't know, I've never seen him. That's probably what people. Some of those people play like at their weddings. You know, that's like a montage of their wedding. It's like the guy and his wife, and then the next vid, the next portion is Paul as Vin Diesel saying goodbye to Paul Walker as they go to separate forks in the road.
1: I mean, I also, I also have uh, friends or or people that I know that that like those movies, Fast and the Furious, but they're car people. They are mm. like really big car people. Like, um, I mean, I've never been a car person. You can tell me the kind of car you have, and then you're trying to impress me, and it won't, it won't even phase me because <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, okay, cool. I don't but, know. It's yeah. like saying you like, that's fun, but that's like
0: saying you like Star Wars because you like spaceships.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. If there's anybody like that. <laughs> oh man, that's a
0: that's an amazing galactic cruiser, man.
1: Well, I mean, there's more realism in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> A well, Wookiee
0: is not, is not too realistic.
1: Well, maybe the first 10. I don't know about the last 10. <laughs> the last 10 just really jumped the shark. And if you don't know what I'm alluding to by saying jump the shark, then get off this podcast. The
0: guy who uh, coined that term works for Howard Stern. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yep. He created a website. Um, I can't believe Howard Stern's still on yeah he's live from the bunker i know i listen to him he's has he changed though, like in this climate no absolutely not i mean he had his limo driver gives six tips weekly oh. um well, those are important but um he's hit and miss because he really does good interviews with people he can really do a good interview with people he can get people to say a lot. Not I mean, not necessarily like get them to say things, but he can yeah. ask the type of questions where they can really have a good conversation with them. And then the next thing you know, it's like I can't listen to this. Even you know, it's just nasty, nasty, nasty.
1: I mean, I oh, to well. Watch the TV show. That and was there were some inter- there was some interviews that I was like, man, this is really good. And then it, it he like slyly took it into stupid territory at towards <laughs> the end of the interviews where I was like, yeah, am I really watching? You know, Jenna Jameson fart in this guy's face or something. Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, this is. Yeah, uh,
0: that's the thing of it. It's like I stay around because there's occasionally a good part. But, yes, you can go from having a good conversation, say, with even Billy Eilish to um, to his two his two nut jobs there, Sal and Richard uh they yeah. read on the internet they read on the internet that if you can dip your balls in a liquid and your balls can taste whether it's uh, water or soy sauce so they did that online in front of him they dipped their balls <laughs> and they're like can you tell me which one is soy sauce and which one is the water that your that's test- our
1: t- that's our next podcast <laughs> <laughs> that your testicles can taste basically taste it okay i remember seeing that going around the internet for a while but i was not that intrigued to try <laughs> yeah they're always trying to get their take
0: their clothes off in front of him. Uh, okay, let's see. We talked about Kenny Rogers. Um, yeah, you mentioned about the live streams. Um, you meant you told me that you mentioned today about the Daft Punk is supposed to be tomorrow on. Uh, it's supposed to be on the Title website. Yeah. Um, Title. That's one thing. That's one thing that has not caught on, caught on, no matter who. Google's goes on there like Jay Z on there? Like people are like, I'm not paying that much money for, for high def. i already, I'm already paying for Spotify. I'm already paying for, oh well, for
1: everything I've seen on that I've heard about on there that was supposed to be exclusive. If right. you wait a couple of weeks, it's on YouTube or somewhere else. Exactly. Uh, like that, they put out Jay Electronica's new album exclusively on there like two weeks ago, and now it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's so like just wait, right?
1: Or somebody um, will put it online regardless. Um, yeah. Uh, Bandcaps having a lot of discounts on their stuff. Um, some artists are giving away <laughs> music free. Nine Inch Nails came out with free music today. Yep, yep. Hopefully, you can get some of that on the
0: on the podcast. Um, but like uh, Questlove has been doing a lot of, he's been doing DJ sets live on Instagram. Really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if
1: you know who D Nice is from uh, Delight. No, no, no. Um, I don't know if it's the same guy, but like back in the day, Boogie Down Productions had a song called "I'm Still Number One," and the chorus of this, or not the chorus, like one of, the part of part of the song is just them referencing other artists by name, and um, one of them, one of the artists they re, they reference is D Nice, so it's like, um, Dane a Dane is down with us, D Nice and Mick Boo, they're down with us. That's what they keep doing. But there's a a DJ called D-Nice who was on Instagram, and he, like, everybody's talking about he had a party Sunday night on his Instagram, and he was just DJing, and he got, like, 8 million people in the live stream, um, like, watching him. And it was, like, Halle Berry and Puff Daddy and Will Smith and everybody, and people were commenting, and I was like, oh, there's Queen Latifah, oh, there's so-and-so, oh, there's Jada Pinkett, oh, everybody was in there, and he was just playing, like, 80s R&B. And rat. That was pretty good. But uh, Questlove did the after-party forum on Sunday, and then I think Monday or Tuesday night, Erica Badu did a live concert from her bedroom. Um, all you had to pay was a buck, and that was pretty good too. So yeah, all these people are putting out some cool content because we have to stay in our houses now We can't go see them. Yeah, the DJ uh,
0: uh, Questlove was really good, and then DJ uh,
1: Maceo uh,
0: was doing oh, was spinning too. Yep, dude, it was really good. It was really, really good. Some old school
1: stuff. I know he was doing it for his birthday. Uh, I missed, <laughs> I saw part of it, but then I got busy doing something. I don't remember who it was. I never used to get them a lot, but now I maybe. Well,
0: now that I think about it, maybe because everybody's at home now, I'm getting nonstop. So and so on Instagram. So
1: and so started live video. So and so started live video. And that's how I saw the I'm, DJ Maceo one. I'm getting it too. Where it's like. Um, one B is starting a video with <laughs> another rapper, and i i look at yeah. it and I'm like, "Oh, there's five rappers in this video, like they're talking to each other live, and we're just watching them." Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I was—I was also thinking about that. Like, man, I want to order stuff from Amazon. Or I want to order stuff from—I ordered stuff from eBay that I got, but I was kind of terrified to open it. But
0: um, uh, I've been ordering from Amazon, and it's been coming in time. They've been leaving it in my door. But is it like freezer? Um, stuff you this,
1: just
0: want Cause... uh, stuff that I needed. Uh, we busted out all the old video games, and I bought a con. I bought a uh, like the old VGA converter to H, where you can put in the yellow, the red, and the white, and then on the other side it's, it oh, turns yeah. it into mic H- Because the TV, the yeah. newest TV I have, it no longer has those plugs. So I got that. I bought some new bed sheets. I bought some books.
1: Okay, I guess those are. Because I oh, heard like, they were going to stop shipping out, um, I guess, just, like, frivolous things or things people wouldn't really consider to be necessities. Uh,
0: man, they're still, I mean, as far as I know, they're still shipping. But yeah, I know I what you it. mean. Last week, I ordered a book, and it
1: came from England. And I was
0: like, uh, should I open this? Should I even be touching this?
1: I got, I ordered something from eBay, and it came in today from Georgia. And I was all, uh.
0: Uh, You're like, Walking Dead was filmed in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Patient Zero. Let's see here: Nick Cage, Genesis. We talked about Genesis. We talked about Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Um, jeez, oh, people at the beach. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about. Did you see those people singing in "Imagine"? <laughs> what the hell's wrong? Yeah. with celebrities. Yeah. man. I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. I'm like, what is it? i like, what? What, what,
1: <laughs> what are, are you me? gonna? You're gonna sing this shit away?
0: <laughs> like, shut up. But that too, like Imagine, like, what do you mean? What are you, why are you singing this? Imagine what? What do you mean, imagine? we ju- This just started. People dinner, are dying. Buddy. Yeah, people are dying. You- and you're singing Imagine There's No Heaven. I mean, oh, come on, man.
1: Uh, uh, that's one of those songs that the world thinks just like unites people. Like the Coca-Cola I'm- song or something.
0: Yeah, I found a good one, though. I've been trying to figure out. How- I can't save it to share it with anybody, but I'll put the link to it this guy, it's like an indie guy trying to help out his other indie friends and they all do uh, I Miss You by Blink-182 and they all do it in the, in the accent, of crazy accent. It's hilarious. Gross. <laughs> Give me the virus. <laughs> but, but it's funny because they, they do that crazy, you know, the way that guy sings. They all like put it on, they, yeah. all, lay, they all lay it on really thick. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, that did sounds I, terrible. And did I send you that one from uh, Jeff, the guy who does the roasts all the time? What's his name? Jeff uh
1: the bald guy? What's his name?
0: He does the Ferrari's roast. You. He's the toastmaster. Yeah. But he, he he redid imagine, but it was funny because one of the lines was like, Well I uh I bought all the I bought all the sanitizer to wash my
1: Ferrari. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that one. I did see that one. Um my friend posted one today. It was, uh, I guess, the MPs or the Parliament people in the UK, and there, it's it's a video of the song "Ghost Town" by the Specials, and they use their they use their words as the lyrics to the song. Oh my uh, So instead of like too much fighting on the dance floor, it's like too much stockpiling on the store floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, the words, or, like these are like the words they actually said. No, that's it's their words, but they're they. They just they cut them up so, Oh, so okay. it sounds like they're singing to Ghost Town," but oh, man. the lyrics are similar to the actual lyrics to "Ghost Town" by The Specials. My brother went to Austin
0: this past week, and he sent all these pictures of the like nobody downtown Austin. I'm like, I was like, first of all, why? I mean, why do you feel the need to go over there right now? My like, brother's funny. My brother's funny because he's he's like, you gotta you gotta be on lockdown. You need to go buy all this food, buy all this gasoline, and then the next thing you know, he's downtown. He's taking pictures in front of the Capitol with nobody there. And Austin.
1: um, I'm not, I'm not panicking in that sense. I'm more, I'm not, and I'm not, not even really panicking. I'm just kind of like nervous, like because I don't know what's going on. Truly, uh, I'm just going off the news and watching. I don't. I really don't want to make this podcast political, but watching our president. That
0: is—it's it. it's not so worth it.
1: Tiring. It's so tiring to watch those press conferences because he is saying nothing,
0: and they're on he, like every day, like two or three times a day. It's like there's already there's already radio stations that are just not playing it anymore, and TV stations yeah. are like just not going to show it.
1: Yeah, they're like let's just edit out all the BS and just get to the other guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched those press conferences and I was like. I'm sorry, but somebody is acting like adult. <laughs> and they are saying nothing to me right now. And maybe I'm saying it's the president. Maybe I'm not. You take it. Just makes interpret me it feel, how you want to.
0: I mean, just every day I'm like, are we really in the year 2020 right now? Is this the year 2020? Yeah. And am I really telling people, don't listen to anything the president has to say? It's just. Mm-hmm
1: finally got that dystopia we'd always wanted
0: never in a million years never that's what life is it's just one mad libs one big <laughs> mad libs uh
1: i was i was uh i was watching something today about about the kids nowadays they're going through like a bouts of depression like little little kids because they're not seeing their friends and they don't really understand what's going on uh, how do you what do you think about like your daughters
0: right now they're okay i mean my oldest is already all she does is talk to her friends on, on her phone anyway so awesome. i mean she's okay the little one today she they have a little friend that lives around here that always comes over today i think it hit her she's like well why can't she come over i'm like uh we can't we can't it's like she can't be around us i go we don't know who she's been around she doesn't know who we've been around i go i understand you want to play with her because you like to play with her but go tomorrow we'll call her maybe we can do facetime um, maybe we'll walk to the park and you know maybe we can do like a little dense distance meeting, but yeah today she i think she finally realized what do you mean my friend can't come over so right. I mean they're okay i mean they haven't been they're not um i think they're still a little too little to be depressed i mean they're i mean they're certainly they certainly have plenty to do they have a lot of video games they have a lot of they have oh, their that's phone on there they have a lot they have lots of stuff to do now they, of course. Even though they're not at school, they have Google, Google Classroom, which allows them to do everything, which is really cool. I mean, they can do all this work and then turn it in. They can respond to the teacher. They can talk to their friends on there. Sophia's doing all these like, um, like impressive, very elaborate PowerPoints where she's answering questions, putting pictures, adding videos. So, so they're definitely they definitely have stuff to do. It's just getting them to bed early it's like okay you cannot stay up to four o'clock in the morning i know there's no school tomorrow but you still have to get up yeah but so far they're okay i mean it's only been a week though so
1: we'll <laughs> see was, what uh, happens i mean i'm i'm on i see some of my friends hanging out with their with our other friends and i mean they you know y'all do y'all but like still hanging out now I don't, yeah like um i don't want to i don't want to endanger myself my family members and i certainly don't want to endanger them so i'm just kind of staying away right um i mean like but i said I think, there's a much there's so much unknown right now like we don't know where this is gonna go um but
0: but i think it's right I, i'm gonna try to put that article that you send me in the, in the link to this episode too that you sent me that really good article about how gen x people are made for this like we were made for this type of situation <laughs> i sent it to our friend that we worked at at borders and i told her this i go i don't know if i should be offended or proud and she's like be proud about that you know it's so like you said it's a you sent it to me it's a whole article about how gen xers for the first time i mean yes yeah, some of us were latchkey kids but some of us yeah. were for the first time also some of us were the first time where both parents were working you know, so we, so that's why some of us were latchkey kids you know, for the first time, it wasn't like the mom stayed home all the time. Both parents right. are working. So you know, we were used to being home and fending for ourselves. I mean, I certainly did. My mother stayed home for a very long time when I was young. But as I got into middle school, she became more involved in the school district and was on the school board. And she was, had meetings all the time. She became very much involved with politics. So yeah, there were times where yeah, like yeah, in middle school, I had to learn to make my own food. I had to learn to wash my own clothes. I had to, we had me and my brother had to learn to entertain ourselves at home by ourselves a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I got left at home a lot towards... I was a lot older, too. I was in high school. Like, my brother and sister weren't here anymore. Or weren't with me anymore. Weren't at home anymore. They were off doing their own thing. Um, so, I mean, I got left at home a lot. I had to make my own food and wash my own clothes. And I'd stand there at the at the washer with the phone in my ear talking to my mom where she was somewhere <laughs> else. Like, how do I wash? What, what setting do I put this on? How much <laughs> soap do I put? And I figured it out, man. Like, I got... I mean, everybody that knows me knows I have a ton of movies and I have a ton of music and books and stuff. And I have stuff to do, but I, I was I was still getting a little cabin cra- cabin fever this week where I was like, I need to get out of the house. Um, and I went, my co- talked to my cousin. He was like, "Go for a walk, man." He's like, "He's like, it, it really does wonders for your mental health." So I was doing, I did that today, man. It made a difference. So
0: we hooked up the, we have the Wii still, and I hooked up the Wii. And we played that game we haven't played forever—the Wii Sports, where you can do tennis and golf. Oh my god!
1: Oh
0: yeah, uh, that was a really good workout. Thank God we have a big living room for that. And uh, but yeah, I mean you can still—I mean you could still go outside in your own place. I still take the dog outside. She's loving it. Even the dog is getting a little stir crazy. Um,
1: I have been sitting on the porch at night. That's cool. Um, and the weather the weather's been cool, so I've been sitting out there just enjoying that yeah. and to music. As but, long as uh, you're not,
0: as long as you're not
1: around a bunch of people, it's still <laughs> fine to go outside. You can, you can still feel, right, the emptiness where I'm like, it's, it's like palpable. Like, you're like normally there'd be a bunch of cars driving through or something, but there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd yeah. hear a random hobo yelling or police yeah. sirens. And there's <laughs> nothing going on.
0: Yeah, usually it's not like that unless it's three or four in the morning when you're coming home. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we've been okay. So far, so good. We've been okay. been playing video games a little bit too much. I need to lay off of that. But, I mean, even, even video games, I mean, you can get lost in video games. I know you don't play video games too much, but I'm playing this one right now, which is really appropriate. It's called Far Cry 5, where you have to – you're in Montana, in the wilderness of Montana, and you have to take these little – you have to take this county back from these, from these cultists, and everybody's a doomsday prepper. So you're going around and trying to find all yeah. these little – Find do all these little slots of doomsdays. And it has helicopters and airplanes you can fly around. So yeah. So yeah, I mean there's lots of stuff to do. And then and then and then, and then, and then I play video against my brother online too. So that's fun too. So it's just what uh you know,
1: what system do you have?
0: The PS four, the PlayStation four. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> and the games right now believe me they're cheap i got the um, games are ridiculous nowadays they're like 60 dollars but like i bought that game for 15 bucks i bought that just dance 2020 for the girls for 20 dollars when they're usually like 60 like 40 50 60 dollars so they're yeah, on they're cheap right now
1: go to um, half price
0: they're well yeah but i don't want to go out but even still oh, like, well, like even,
1: even still some later
0: yeah even some of these users are not even 20 bucks you know so, yeah. so, it was a good deal. There, there's a lot of good deals right now, but yeah, I try not to do that. I mean, I read a, I read 150 books in the last few years, so I, I, I need to keep reading too. I try to read at least 100. I try to at least, yeah, I try to read at least 100 books a year. But I mean, like, ah, I read 150 last few years. I mean, it's not like I'm not reading any books. I think so far I've read 20 yeah. books this year. But uh, I was like, but then it's just a slippery slope with these video games. You know, I've been trying to go to bed. I've been going to bed to like four o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> I told you man, once you start playing those, the time just flies.
0: I have to put a timer on. But I cleaned my house, like completely cleaned it upside down. And so it's like, oh okay, now I don't have to clean. Now I'm I don't know what to do.
1: Huh. Yeah, I need to do that to my
0: bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I turned my off my bedroom into my office. So it's worked up. It's worked out pretty good so far. People are happy that we're still able to, you know, help them at work. And I told, yeah. I tell people that calls that I had to take this week. I'm like, hey, I'm glad for you. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I can still work, and you're the reason I'm still able to have a job. So thank God for that, because there's a lot okay. of people right now, a lot of people. I mean, They're not working. My worst fear is that you know this is going to ruin hardworking people, and it's just. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to make it all sad, but yeah, it just somebody's got to do something for these people and it looks like they passed something last night. I mean, it's the details are still sketchy, but hopefully oh, that wow. helps people. Uh they finally came to a thing about about a about a uh about a package for the country like a 2-3 tw- like something 100 oh, trillion dollar package. Thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I, I saw that.
0: You uh, know, but the whole thing is the Republicans want to make it to help wall street and the democrats are like no we need to help regular people fuck wall street you know they don't need money regular people need money yep but we'll see we'll see what happens either way just gotta stay positive if you need any help reach out for help like i told my uncle he's i haven't talked to him in a long time but i called him i was like look i don't care if i have to go over there me and carlos will go over there if you need anything just let us know you know, it's not total lockdown. It's not, like, total. I mean, it, it, it's not like you can't well, go out. I of, mean, going over, have- there
1: to, going over there to check on him falls within the guidelines right. of right. the allowances that they're making. Right. I just don't get it about eggs. I mean, and even, that. you
0: know, thank God for HEP. <laughs> thank God for HEP. I went over there, like, the or the week after the first podcast. I was like, damn, let me go to HB. And it was nice. It was orderly. I did have to wait like a hot, hot minute to get in while they let other people out. But I mean, there was plenty of food there. The only thing there wasn't was eggs, toilet paper and paper towels, which just boggles my mind. They had plenty of everything else. They had plenty of shampoo, plenty of stuff. What's wrong? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. There's plenty. There was plenty of things, but God bless those people. Only thing is, I did get a little nervous because there was a lot of people in there. There was a lot of people in there, so I started getting a little nervous. I'm like, I need to get out of here already because the people were not social distancing.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, those of y'all that are listening, stay safe. I mean, it doesn't hurt to be too extra safe. So be safe, be healthy, be well, take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. If you know us, hit us up. But uh, with that, I think we're going to end it right now because people are already looking for me
1: over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this one wasn't so hilarious and it was probably a bit better formatted and a little more somber than the first one. But hey, thanks for listening. If you made it to the end with us,
0: yeah. And uh, we'll keep them coming. We'll find more things to talk about and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Stay safe. Thanks. Later, Andrew.
1: All right. Yeah, we're going to.
0: Let me stop this.